The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first show of the new year. I hope you had a great New Year's. We did. And uh, I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker, the Stock Market Authority. And uh, on this show, I'm going to discuss what's ahead for energy stocks as they come off their second year of, of outperformance. You know I don't care about outperformance that much. I want to make money every year, but uh, we'll talk about that. I'll open the mailbag to discuss Tesla and Salesforce and other stocks and ETFs that you've asked me about. And lastly, I'll describe how we made money last year and how our game plan to do so again is regardless of the of the overall market. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com, sign up for my free newsletter, subscribe to my YouTube channel and, and wherever you podcast, follow on your favorite social media. This isn't financial advice. I don't know your, your situation in and out. All I do is show you what I talk to my sons about, what my wife and I do, the real ETFs that we invest in as we try to make money every single year. Hey, our top story, energy. The micro is beating the macro for now. And this one of the great pleasures of the show is I'm, I'm getting reintroduced to old friends in the business and out of the business. And I've got a lot of people in Houston. I covered energy for a long, long time. And when you suggest to people in Houston that energy stocks might be going down, they kind of act like you kicked their puppy. And I've never kicked a puppy, but, uh, you know, you get the idea. But I just want to be, be, you know, honest and, and intellectually uh, consistent that uh, uh, the energy stocks are starting to roll over. And I picked up Occidental here, uh, and it's very intentional. Occidental, O-X-Y, uh, was the best performer in the S&P last year. And uh, uh, it came out of the ashes of you can't own these because of ESG, uh, oil companies are evil, uh, the balance sheets are a mess or what have you. Well, that's all changed. Uh, this is a big Warren Buffett stock. I do not genuflect to Buffett. I'm not 92. Uh, I can be fired. I don't have $65 billion. And so uh, acting like I can, I can mirror Buffett and somehow that makes me smarter. I just don't buy it. I don't like when other people do it. Um, but it's just, just a case in point that, that this is a very successful stock last year, but it's rolling over. And uh, uh, the first third of the sell discipline has been triggered. You see that arrow there? That's the break of the 200-day moving average, the close of the 200-day moving average. And if I owned it, I don't, full disclosure, but I would, be, I would sell a third of it. I wouldn't talk to an analyst. I wouldn't talk to the CFO. I would just sell a third. And you as an individual investor can, can do that. The institutions can't. They have to write a report, and they have to do a DCF adjustment, a div dividend discount cash flow model adjustment, and come up with a reason why they're selling. Well, I'm just selling it because it's, it's time, period. Also, the 200-day moving average, that other arrow that you see, the horizontal arrow up top, it's flattening. So it suggests 
that it's tired and it's at at minimum resting, I would suggest that it's really starting to roll over. And then part of my view of that being bolstered is this arrow down here at the bottom. The volume is picking up on the down days. Now, that might be year-end sort of window dressing kind of things going on, but uh, as much as I like energy long-term, and I've got a fondness for the industry because I really made... Uh, you know, a good amount of money in the 90s when everybody else was looking at the internet stocks, uh, energy was having a renaissance. And um, uh, so I, I'm going to ask you to, to fade the energy stocks here. Uh, in particular, if you're a traditional money manager that uh, you know, found yourself owning too much technology last year and not enough energy, I don't want you to go too far the other way in the seesaw. I think that energy stocks are at least uh, ready for a pause, and I'll go into that. So that's the, the micro that I see. Another part of the micro, and I'll get to the macro, uh, is this next chart. It's WTI crude, West Texas Intermediate U.S. crude oil, and we've round-tripped. You know, the, the conventional wisdom was Russia invades Ukraine. It's going to be great for oil. Let's go buy oil stocks. And it worked. But crude has completely reversed that uh, for a whole host of reasons. Uh, China lockdown, recession, Europe, uh, the, you know, all those kinds of things have, have just brought the price down. We went from 75 to 120 to 79. And the stocks are still up. So that's part of the reason why the micro concerns me a little bit. That disconnect has to be closed. Now, uh, if uh, there's some crazy things that, that we can't predict that could have major, major uh, uh, acute implications for the, for the oil market. If Putin is cornered and is losing the war and uses a tactical nuke, then oil goes north. I hope that doesn't happen, obviously, but it's a real possibility that's being discussed in many, in many circles. If Russia is defeated and or Putin is killed, then you see, I think you see oil you know, go down another 10, 20 bucks. So those are two you know, vastly different circumstances that no one can predict, but you've got to be poised for that and, and ready for that, that, that possibility. So... You know, the micro, when you have the oil price come down $40 and the energy prices hardly move, uh, it suggests to me a, a disconnect that probably resolves with the energy stocks coming down. Uh, now I'm going to the macro. And this is the Bear Traps report from Larry McDonald, a service I really recommend. Please check it out. This is the U.S. crude oil inventories and the rig count versus the rig count. And uh, what we've seen here is this dark line. The uh, uh, inventories are, are at, you know, decade low, and and a lot of that is Biden bought the election and 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 emptied the strategic petroleum reserve here in this country to get gas prices down so that his election results would be better, and it worked, you know. And the Republican would have done the same thing. I'm not really picking on him that much, but the bottom line is that we have to replenish the the SPR for for real emergencies. But you see the rig count here. The uh, uh, this is a sign of the new discipline of the energy world. You saw oil prices go from seventy five to one twenty. The rig count went up, but not anywhere near to prior highs. In the old days, the oil guys would say, 
you know, drill, baby, drill. Let's get the rigs going and and uh, uh, you know bring in the cash flow. Now they the the shareholders have said cash flow is very dear. You're going to spend about forty percent of that on capex, and then the rest comes back to us in the in the form of dividends and share buybacks and what have you. The balance sheets are much better. So I understand that the energy companies are better positioned, more disciplined, will make more money for longer in, in, uh, in, in good times and bad, but I still think you need to have positive momentum in the crude oil price in order to get these stocks going, hence my uh, micro-conservatism. Now, this is longer term. This is the, the, the global oil demand and this is, again, brought to you by Bear Traps Report. I always give credit to, to other people's work. So, um, and this goes longer term, uh, but it's something to consider that, you know, the, the world population added 280 million people between 2019 and 2023. The, uh, and in the midst of that, you had the ESG phenomenon where oil was, was you know, viewed as evil and dirty and, and investment had to go down. And CapEx went down uh, uh, because of, of the, the oil prices. So what you see happens here is that in recessions, it goes down below the trend line and then things recover and it comes back up. It did this in 08, 09. And if we see this come back to the trend line anew, it implies we're going to go have an increase in demand of about 4.6 million barrels a day. Now, the analysts are calling for one to two. So if the China reopening and, and general economic activity rebounds and causes that to go back to trend line, that's what you get. Then you have to say, okay, ESVs take 0.6 of that away because there's 35 million EVs that are out there that weren't in prior periods. You've got some other things. But to make a long story short, and this is from Pierre Anderan, the CIO of, uh, of Energy Sector, uh, that if we if we uh, – We've got a real possibility in 2023 of of uh, this about three and a half million barrels a day coming back on. If we get that, that implies an oil price of about a hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars, up from seventy nine where we are right now. So that's my the, the macro that I discussed at the top of the show. That could happen. But it's not happening now in terms of the energy stocks. So I want to be poised to, to participate in that, and I've got the cash to do it. And I want you to maybe you know, temper your enthusiasm for the oxies of the world until we see the whites of their eyes, oil demand really picking up, oil marching north from 79 towards that 100 to 120, and then get more aggressive uh, in buying the energy stocks. So I, I hope to, I, I still have my Houston friends. And uh, to all my other friends, I hope that's helpful. And um, you tell me. Uh, and you tell me if I buy the mailbag, please. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. <laughs> Uh, and this is terrific. Uh, Jen from Canton, Mass, uh, uh, came to me and said, Bakes, what do I do with, with uh, Salesforce, CRM? And then I go to my YouTube channel, and I recommend you do it too, 
But we ta- I talked about this, and I literally I went back and I found this video that I uh, put up on the 19th of, of January last year, and I said, Jen, the stock is rolling over. One-third of the sell discipline is triggered. That was at 250, the first close below the 200-day moving average. I said sell a third at, um, uh, at, at, two, at 250. Uh, the stock was 226 when I filmed the video. And I put this line in here, and I said, 200 seems like a reasonable target as I read the chart here. And I think people thought I was crazy because Salesforce was regarded as as an absolute darling. So much of a darling that the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the uh, it, it was Exxon was kicked out back in 2020 around the COVID lows, and Salesforce was added. Because you you know you have to have more tech and less energy, given ESG and all these other things. Well, Salesforce was added pretty close to the peak, as as you see here. And I just point these things out to you that when you have extremes in sentiment, where things are so reviled that they get thrown out of of indices and new things are added, it's probably the the end of that trend. And it it lasted for a while, to be fair, but uh, the Dow would be much, much higher if Exxon was still in there and Salesforce was not. And, uh, you know, this happens over and over and over again. And so I'm tuned, and I hope you will be, to new changes in the indices as we go into the new year. And so here's Salesforce now. Uh, You know, again, the first arrow is is, uh, it was added to the Dow. Then the next arrow is the 250 sale that I talked about on YouTube. And I'm going to send it out again later on today. I know what I'm doing is I'm going through all of my calls, the good, the bad and the ugly last year. And I'm putting them out there so you can see my thought process, what I do right, what I do wrong. And, you know, educate myself, you know, go through my trades like I always do. But uh, I'm pretty good at this. I made money last year, and uh, uh, most folks didn't. I also want to point out these these next two arrows. Uh, the 50-day comes down through the 200, and the 200-day moving average starts going down at 218. And so those are the last two-thirds of the sell discipline. And, Jen, it would have gotten you out at an average of 228, and we're now at 134. We're down 40%. And, um, you know, that's real money. And you could have had that money working hard in other things and our other ideas. And so um, uh, I think Salesforce is dead money right now. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. It's bouncing today. I know that. But that's okay. Uh, there's other things to do. And I'll alert you when, when opportunities in Salesforce come up and all the opportunities that I see out there. So avoid Salesforce for now. But thank you for, you know, uh, uh, you know, refreshing my thoughts here and pointing out a, a call that I forgot, frankly, I made back in January uh, of, of last year. Uh, next, Fred from New Hampshire s- still is looking for a bottom in Tesla and it's not in. Uh, I literally uh, copy and pasted the chart that I talked about last week. Uh, Tesla, I said it can always go lower. Down doesn't mean cheap. How low do, does 2023 EPS, earnings per share, turn out to be, I suggested a $4 number versus the 577 that's out there, a 20 multiple versus the five multiples that the rest of the auto industry gets, 
I'll give it a little bit of, of credit, and you get to 80 bucks, which is the line that I drew here. Now, that's back of the envelope, pretty simple math, but it also tends to work. Now, what happened over this past weekend, they put out their, their uh, uh, monthly and year-end delivery numbers, and they whiffed. Now, they grew 40%, okay, which is great, but they've been saying 50, and the acolytes of Tesla have been saying demand is limitless for this, and it's growing 50% as far as the eye can see. Well, we've, de- we've decelerated to 40%, and it's going to decelerate again in 2023. They haven't said that officially. The analysts haven't done it officially. But common sense would dictate, given what... what uh, 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 the economy is doing and the economies around the world are doing and how Elon is alienating his base by what he's doing at Twitter. Demand is going down for Tesla and the profitability of, of running these plants at lower and lower levels. You know, we'll see how the earnings turn out, but it's not going to be 577. It's going to be closer to my four and the stock is going lower. Am I being vague? Okay. Uh, Dan from Weymouth, uh, uh, I have to come back to this, uh, and I, I do this. When you, when, you, when you bring up ideas, I throw them into my system, and I keep looking at them. You asked about Tencent a little while ago, and it kept stalling out of that 41, and I said, until it gets above that, I kind of don't care. Well, we broke above it. Uh, just went ex-dividend today. We broke above this trend line that you see here. This is uh, the, the uh, Chinese technology company. T-C-E-H-Y is the symbol. The volume so far is eh. So I'm not convinced that this is a new uh, big move to the upside. Uh, Alibaba, another Chinese tech company, uh, is acting much better. K-Web, the crane uh, internet uh, the Chinese internet uh, ETF is acting better. I just saw uh, when I was uh, uh, driving in here that uh, the government has approved the Ant uh, IPO, uh, which suggests that the Chinese government, the Communist Party, is g- getting their boot off the neck of the technology companies and, and uh, letting things flourish there again. So... Uh, it isn't a done deal, but it's very encouraging when you see a multi-year break of a trend like like this. I pay attention, so uh, you don't need to buy it today. If it pulls in, you might have opportunities. Uh, I can't. I hate communism, but I like making money. So uh, if uh, if ten cent goes north and you can make money, do so. Uh, we're not there yet. Again, full disclosure, I don't own it. I don't own K-Web, but I'm looking at all these things. And I wanted to, to follow up with you and be honest that, you know, the 41 level did not uh, work out the way I wanted it to. Uh, but here we are when we're starting to go, to go north. Hey, and I want to hear from you, please. Uh, please email, email me. Or better yet, send a voice memo to Bakes at StockMarketAuthority.com. And your question could be next, and I really enjoy uh, doing this. We're going to go to the portfolio, and we'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to StockMarketAuthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. 
Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to go through the portfolio. And, if, you know, I listen to more podcasts than, than, than just about anybody that I've met. And I don't see anybody, you know, showing here's what we did. Here's real money that we invested. This is what I talked to my sons about. That's how I started the podcast. This is my wife and I putting real money to work and, uh, and, and trying to make money every single year, which is completely divorced from what the, the, the industry is set up to do. All the pros are getting together right now and saying, how do we lose less money than the other guys this year or than the indices? And so they're going to be in sectors that they really don't want to be in and have stocks they really don't want to own, but they have to because they have to hug the index to stay in business. You as an individual investor don't have to do that, and we sure as heck don't do that. We're up 6% plus last year in a market that was down 19+. plus. That's uh, You can do the math. It's 25% better. More importantly, we're compounding positive gains. We've made money every single year since we started this. And frankly, when I started, I, that was a goal. I didn't know we could do it, but we are. And I'm, I'm really uh, working hard to make sure that that record stays intact as we go through 2023. We're, we're, here are all the, the, the ETFs that we own. We're 49% in cash right now. That's another thing that the, the uh, pros can't do. You know, if they have 4%, they have to go in front of the committee. We're 49% in cash. We have all kinds of flexibility to become really bullish or really bearish and, and make money no matter what happens in whatever sector presents itself. And I can't tell you the freedom that, 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 that gives us and gives you. And I really want you to, to adopt this if it makes sense to you. Um, we're basically 50% short. We're short the Kathy Woodstocks via SARC, S-A-R-K, uh, and we're short the SPACs and, and uh, uh, the, the, the Qs, which is you know, the Microsofts, the Apples, and the Teslas of the world. Here's another great point. You know, the, the folks that have to hug the indices, they own some Tesla, even though they probably didn't want to, and Tesla's gone from 414 down to 110. And it's just because of the mechanics of the money management business that they're there. You know, now Apple and Microsoft are really joining the party to the downside. So we're, we're, we're short small caps, we're short real estate, we're short financials, and uh, we own a little bit of energy because of all, all those macro things that I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show. But uh, we're really poised to, to be here a year from now and say, hey, we made money again, and here's how we did it. Now... Uh, we're going to let our winners run, and we're going to cut our losses short like we always do. One of our big winners is Sark, S-A-R-K. Uh, it is the the uh, Matthew Tuttle created this. Matt, thank Matthew, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to hear what you're doing uh, in, in your future endeavors. Um, uh, it, this this shorts the Kathy Wood, the ARC 
Innovation Fund, ARKK. And in essence, when ARK goes down, we go up. And boy, did we go up. Uh, and I think that the, the while well, we let winners run, Kathy Wood continues to add to losers. Coinbase and Tesla and, uh, you know, so she seems intent on, on, on running her business into the ground. And I, that's sad for some people, but it's a publicly traded ETF with a chart. So I'm going to own it and I'm hopefully going to make more money this year as this goes north and the ARK Innovation uh, stocks go, go south. Um, I go through every chart uh, of the ETFs that are out there, thousands of them, literally. Uh, I spent a day on, uh, on New Year's Day, went through everything. And here's what I come up with as, as the best-looking chart that I see out there. It could be the best opportunity that's out there. I have not pulled the trigger yet, full disclosure. I always tell you after I've, uh, you know, right after I've, I've invested in something, but platinum, uh, this is a PLMT. It is uh, the, the, the platinum metal itself in uh, a granite shares ETF. And uh, I would love to find an ETF that has the platinum miners. I haven't found it. No one looks harder than me. If you've seen one that I haven't, I'm all ears. But this is platinum, and I'm working on this story. Here's another tip that I really recommend for you. When you come up with an idea or a theme that you're exploring, go to Google Alerts and plug in, in this case, Platinum. And what it does is it, it, it brings you all the things that the Internet is, is coming up with on that subject matter. There's a lot of chaff, but there's also some wheat. And when the wheat shows up, I will let you know and say, here is the bullish case for Platinum, and here's why we're investing it in it. Uh, my first reaction is I thought you had to be bullish on auto demand because one of the main uses of platinum is in catalytic, catalytic converters for gas-powered vehicles. And I have a hard time getting really excited about that given the economic situation we're in right now. But, again, I'm going to follow the charts. So if the charts confirm what I see going on here and we, we're going north, then I'm going to be um, uh, investing in, in platinum and um, and I'll let you know. A uh, lot of serious stuff now. Uh, much needed levity. Uh, the uh, go to the description, please. Click on the link. This is Brett Ernst. Uh, America walks in a bar. Five minutes. Very very funny bit. And uh, I really hope you uh, enjoy it. That is the show, folks. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for free for my newsletter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast, wherever you podcast. Follow me on your favorite social media. Please email and send voice memos to bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at bakestakes underscore. I respond to everything, the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly. Thank you very much. This is Bakes, the Stock Market Authority, Kevin Baker, and I will see you next week. Take care now. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.